Welcome to episode 7 of the Startup Scientist podcast. I'm your host, Dan Quintana from the University of Oslo, and I'm here to talk about navigating and building your scientific career using a startup framework. Now, before I get into today's topic, I'd just like to thank everyone who's been supporting the show online on Twitter. This is including at PsychBrief, at James Jansen, Travis Anderson, who is at Travel Dinho, Helen O'Connor, who is at PsyCurious, and John O'Malanek. Thanks to everyone. I really appreciate all the support. Now, it's amazing how the mood of a seminar changes when you preface a transition with something along the lines of, Now, I'm going to tell you a story. Firstly, people relax. And second, people listen. They stop looking at their phones, they stop checking the time, and they look at you and pay attention. Just try it the next time you're presenting. You can even insert a blank slide in your slide deck just to make sure people are looking at you. Now, the same holds for poster presentations at conferences. You only have people's attention for two minutes or so, and they're more likely to pay attention and remember your research if you frame it as a story. The elements of the story are already there for almost any line of research. There was a problem, and you solved it, or at least tried to solve it. When it comes to a Pixar or Marvel film, you never see the characters reach their goal immediately. They almost always have some sort of minor breakthrough, hit some speed bumps, correct course a little bit, and then they reach their goals. We also live in the age of sequel movies, so these movies, particularly Marvel movies, leave you waiting for the sequel. Now that sounds a heck of a lot like scientific research, doesn't it? You have a problem, put together a hypothesis, find something a bit different, tweak your hypothesis, and then test again. In your research, you should have a 30-second story, which is sometimes called an elevator pitch, and a two-minute research story ready, something which I call the coffee machine pitch. I can't tell you the amount of times I've met someone new or a visitor in my building at the coffee machine and described what I do and the problem I'm trying to solve only for them to have a really good solution, which really helps me out. Now, having these stories will help keep people engaged, but they're also memorable and help people get on board with your idea. You'll also have to tweak these stories depending on your audience, which is why I'll always ask ahead, if possible, to find up the makeup of my audience. I'll tell a much different story to psychopharmacologists than I would to psychologists. There are five key elements to a memorable research story. First, the problem. Second, the small win. Third, the hurdle. Fourth, the resolution. And fifth, the cliffhanger. So let's break down an example from my own work on intranasal oxytocin. Many psychiatric disorders are characterized by social dysfunction, which can have a big impact on work, relationships, and quality of life. Now, despite the need, there is no psychopharmacological treatment available that alleviates social dysfunction. Okay, that was number one, the problem. Let's move on. 
Early research has shown that the neuropeptide oxytocin, when given intranasally, can improve aspects of social behavior. Okay, number two, that was a small win. However, since these initial studies, research has failed to replicate some of these findings. Unfortunately, we don't actually know the most effective dose. Researchers almost always use the same one. Number three, the hurdle. My research is the first to administer different doses to find out which is the most effective. Surprisingly, we found that in healthy adults, a lower dose was actually more effective. Number four, the resolution. We're now testing this in adults with autism to see if we find the same result. Number five, the cliffhanger. Now notice how all five elements were weaved through my research. There was no need to force research into this template because this template is simply following all the stages of hypothesis testing, which is what we all do as scientists. Now stories are also important for the bread and butter of our careers, which is papers and grant applications. When you really drill down to it, your grant applications are essentially describing a story that only you, as the protagonist, can resolve if the granting agency awards you the funding. Now, papers are also a really important means of describing how you came across a problem and tried to solve it. Your introduction should be setting the scene so clearly that a reader, or more importantly, a reviewer, should be able to predict what your hypothesis is before they even reach this section of the introduction. Now that's all the time we have for today. If you're enjoying The Startup Scientist, I'd really appreciate if you told your friends about the show. You can also like the show on Facebook, just search Startup Scientist Podcast, or follow the show on Twitter. It is at TSS underscore podcast. If you have any questions or feedback, I'd love to hear it. Just contact the show via Twitter or Facebook. And if you're looking for other podcasts to listen to, you should check out my other podcast, Everything Hurts, which is an informal look at everywhere the life sciences meets the biological sciences. Until next time, bye-bye.